Welcome to Surrealia, a world of wild fantasy under an ecstatic multicolored sky. Our adventure takes place in the city-state of Duopolis, jewel of the Great Plains, a vibrant and eclectic city built upon the sharp slopes of the coupled peaks, flanked by the twin lakes of Fay and Polar. Wherever you look in Duopolis, there is adventure to be found, whether in the bustling markets of the mid-peaks saddle, the glittering spires of the Paramount Districts or the rough and tumble of the lakeside docks. There is fortune and danger awaiting any who care to look for it. I am the Dungeon Master, Damien Ashcroft. I am joined by my friends Elizabeth Savage. Greetings and salutations. Carolina Furman. Hello. And Ashley Bletchenden. Hello. Would you care to make the first roll of the game? Everybody roll off to see who of your characters we shall meet first. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, it's probably 13. me. 19. Nice. Oh, I'm terrified. I'm 16. Um, Very good. Oh, no, I don't know what's happening. It is a beautiful, clear morning in the midst of spring. The day is, in fact, the eve, the day before, the Festival of Lights, a great, wondrous party that the city will have uh, in the saddle in the middle of these two peaks. On a great tower... In the upper ring of the North Peak, all the way above the city, looking out over this wide, bustling marketplace, a lone child wearing a little ragged shift, her halfling curls all tattered, holding a single crust of bread. We meet Elsie. Do I just make something up? Yeah, sure. Oh, Archibald, my little mouse. I'm so excited for the festival tomorrow. Oh, oh, Archie, it's my favourite time of year. The city comes alive with the festival of lights. Blue ones, green ones, orange ones. Oh, I only hope they have good leftovers so I can have food afterwards. And you can too, Archibald. You're looking looking rather thin, aren't you? He does, yeah. Lays down in your hands and like pokes at his ribs, poking out of his little mouse. It's a sassy little bitch, it's a that one. Sassy. Um, you're sitting there overlooking um, the city in your sort of lone safe space, and a smooth voice comes from behind you, saying, "Are there, kiddo?" And as you turn quickly, you see a tall figure in a voluminous, deep violet robe uh this is a very familiar figure to you elsie you have uh in your possession in fact uh, a little pouch filled with 10 gold coins which is quite a lot of money for an urchin to have at the start of the game and yes this man is the violet monk a little bit of a rogue. Did you say violet or violent? Violet, monk, the colour violet. He's sort of a bit uh, of a shadowy figure who hangs around. He's a bit of a rogue, but he helps out folks like you who are marginalised and under the weather. And he gave you a job. You had to just, you know, pop over the wall on the south side and collect a certain something that had been dropped and paid you handsomely for the errand. And now he has returned to you on the eve of the Festival of Lights. Violet Monk, I've done the task you asked, and I, I did it quite well. Ah, you did that. In fact, I've got another job for you, if you like. Oh, no, another that was very risky. I'm, I'm quite worried for the health of my, my mouse. Oh, of course, of course. Your little mouse there is a very, uh, 
very cute mouse and I would want to see him well fed. You can see his little ribs poking out there and everything. You know how to get to me, don't you, Violet Monk? You know to get to me through my mouse. Starving little bugger it is. <laughs> but I love him, sir. All right, all right. Uh, yeah. You know I wouldn't want to hurt a little waif like yourself. Well, what is this damn task you want me to do? You see, tomorrow is going to be quite a big festival. Yes, out I know. down there in the saddle. And, uh... Actually, I don't need you to steal anything. I actually want you to just, just drop something off. Hmm. Continue. He reaches in to his uh, robes and pulls out, you see, this dark, blackish, purplish scales on his hands. And he gives you a little notebook. What's this? He says, it's just a little book. It's full of some information. Probably not much to, to mind like yours. But I just... There's going to be a big cooking competition, see? And... Do you know Mrs. Mugwort? Of course I know Mrs. Mugwort. She's going to Who be doesn't? cooking at the feast, and I want you to just slip this into her cash drawer. I see. It'll be quite busy. There'll be a moment you probably can get in uh, and out unseen. And if you can pull this off, and I'll know if you do, there'll be 20 little gold coins in it this time. Hmm. And what if I don't do it? Well, I mean, I could always find somebody else. There's that... Uh, there's that little child, Wendelin, who you're always oh, fighting with. I could give it not, to him. Not that little bugger. Yes. I mean, he's pretty light on his feet, isn't he? Light on his brain as well, if you <laughs> ask me. Well, as a reason I came to you first, kiddo. You're one of the smart ones, see? Mm. Okay. I shall do it. Oh, thank you. He hands you the book. Says, well, I'll, uh, I'll meet you back here, see, at sundown tomorrow. Fare thee well. Very nice. And he walks off. <laughs> Um, let's head straight on over. Down, uh, I believe you live on the South Peak Slopes in a ring just inside of the wall by the uh, East Bank Docks. There's a little shop along the main street with a beautiful fishy gravy smell coming from the windows. It's the mid-afternoon lunch rush has just finished up and a older dwarven lady bustles about behind the counter. Mrs. Mugwort. Excuse me, miss. Can I have a pie, please? Yes. What kind of pie would you like? Well, there's only seem, don't seem to have very many of them left. They're all very popular. Well, I make the best pies in town. So what do you expect? Do you have a vegan one? No. Oh, well, I, 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 What's I, a vegan? What kind of food do you, what kind of food do you put in the pies, then? Uh, most, mostly fish. There's a wide array of fish, seeing as I'm so close to the dock. Occasionally I'll get some other meats, but primarily it's fish. All right, then I'll have your finest fish pie, as long as it costs, like, a copper. Unfortunately, I don't have any pies that are that cheap, but if you're willing to wash out some of my thousands of pie dishes... All right. You can you can have it for a copper. Well, thank you very much, miss. I'll, I'll see you at the end of the shift, then. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Uh, you hand this pie over to this urchin and continue about your business. Suddenly there's a ring-a-ding-a-ding of your door and a figure walks in, tall, dressed in a sharp, dark suit, this dragonborn with sort of blackish scales. Uh, he's flanked by a sort of shady-looking elf in a hood and it's just like a big, brawny orc. Uh, he comes on in and says... Oi, Mrs. Mugwort, how do you do this fine morning? I'm fine, thank you. Very, very good. And yourself? How is your mother? I'm absolutely well. My mother is fabulous. Excellent. She, I, I do understand she's meant to come round to mine, day after next, for tea. 
There is that. Uh, it's just that, you know, she's she's not terribly well. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. You see, it's it's just coming down this far from the hill, you know. It doesn't do well for a lady to be seen in this part of town. I'm sure I don't know what you mean by that. Well, it's just that... I, I mean, I know, I know you're a businesswoman and I'm trying not to be too forward, but there's been some whispering in my office corridors that some of your numbers haven't been adding up this last year or two in the tax department. If you're trying to threaten me, you can just leave. He steps forward, puts his hands on the counter, and it's like, who said anything about trying, Mrs Mugward? Get out of my shop. All right, all right, I'll not bother you too much. It's just that, well, my paperwork has you down about... Oh, 300 pieces of gold, according to the Horde Masters up on the uh, North Peak who do the bookkeeping for the city. Uh, I just hate for you to close down this wonderful, quaint little establishment. Maybe you should recheck your maths. I, knew it was, I know it wasn't your strongest point in school. Never were a good student, were you now, Timothy? Yes, quite, quite, quite. I know I wasn't a great student, but... Here I am, and here you are. And, uh, well, say maybe it's not entirely your fault. I don't know if you keep the place by yourself. There's that son of yours, Archie. He's the one who works up uh, up in the office with me. He was doing everything just fine. I mean, if the error was his, he'd be in an awful lot of trouble. I think I told you to get out of my shop. Right, right, right. Well, I'll be on my way. But just know that tax fraud is not a light thing to be accused of. Neither is my foot up your arse. <laughs> With that, uh, he sort of takes a, a front back and rolls out front with his posse. Later that evening, up on the upper ring of the North Peak, a great stone house fluttering flags along the sort of trestled roofs. Trestled, is that a word that goes on with roofs? Yeah, very uh, good. Tressle. We, we, we can make roofs um, trestle. We can make roofs trestle? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Trestling roofs. I like a trestle. Um, mm. What kind of, we haven't talked much about your house. Would you like to dive in and talk about what kind of symbol or heraldry? Well, there is a, a beautiful green flame mm-hmm. surrounded by a circle. And the circle is made of a bright blue. The flag is bright red, and there is a knife that crosses behind the circle. Wicked. <laughs> Green flame, blue circle. Bright red flag and a knife behind the flame? Behind the, behind the flame and the circle. And a straight yeah. line? Cool. We enter the central room of House Heartfire. House Heartfire. House Heartfire. House Heartfire. Vaulted corridors, fine paintings, and... Ornaments lining the little uh, oubliettes. What'd you call me? <laughs> oubliettes. <laughs> um, swinging just, a just grand me. spanking new warhammer around is a dragonborn in shiny chain armor. Uh, Elizabeth, would you please uh, feel free to describe your character and see how mitochondria is doing? Mitochondria is a dragon. Well, she looks like a dragon. She's a humanoid. But she's got scales all over herself. Uh, she's black scaled with a blue sheen. 
She's covered in quite significantly expensive armour and doesn't quite fit the armour, unfortunately. She's just a little bit too small for it, so it's just a little bit too big and clanks around and gets in the way quite often. Very good. You're uh, testing out your new weapon and there's a sort of... as the sort of side door opens... I thought that was her armour. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot to oil this morning. And your brother, Timothy, walks through the door, looking a little bit uh, downtrodden and miscast. He says, Are sister, how are you? I am trying to get the hand of a ridiculously large weapon. I I know we trained in this, but the weapon is so large and it's... Look, I, I think I need to practice. It's it's such a it's such a it's such a mighty weapon, and I'm I'm sure I'm going to live up to it eventually. But really, it's just I need I need to stab a couple of people, you know. I think you'll find it hard to go stabbing with the warhammer to begin with. <laughs> well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe I'm trying too hard. It's it's such a large weapon. Maybe I can't s- just stab a person with it. That's no. a good. That's a good tip. Thank you, Tim. No problem. No problem. You're looking I'll... a bit rough yourself, though. Well, look, you know, I'm uh, I'm a man about town. I'm trying to make my own way in the world. Some days are better than others, but well, let's just say things are looking okay. Oh, is there anything I can help you with? Help me with? My God, no! I wouldn't want to put you out of your way. You've got enough trouble preparing for the tourney tomorrow. Dad is riding a lot on you, and I wouldn't want you to get distracted. I will. Look, all of this new shiny weapon gear, it's, it's, look, can I just keep going with my wood and I want to show the family I'm proud, but, you know, it would have been nice if I could have practiced with this stuff beforehand. I would have hoped that the masters would have given you a rundown. Were you not paying attention in your lessons there? Aye, but the wooden swords are a little bit lighter to that's that. That's true, that's true. And honestly, I mean, I love my handy mid-downs, but, you know, not having any of females in the party, this armour doesn't really fit in the places that matter if you get my drift. Well, well, if you'll just have to make a name for yourself and get your, uh, get a new suit cut. I, yes. I'll do the family proud, I will, with uh, whatever I've got. Uh... Clank, clank from further up the sort of main door uh, behind this large dining room. Uh, Timothy casts an eye towards him and says, That looks like the old man now. I'll bid you adieu, sister. <coughs> Do not feel like being in his company <laughs> tonight. You are a sore, the favourite child. And he leaves. Soon after, an imposing figure uh, with sort of lustrous maroon scales steps through the main door in his sort of finely wrought gilded breastplate with a long sword at his side. Your father, Reginald of the House Heartfire, strides into the room and says, Ah, mitochondria, how are you getting along with that there hammer? You did want a big thing to swing, and I uh, found that in the vaults there for you. Oh, I am. I'm. I'm thoroughly competent, Father. I'm very. I'm very th- thank- thankful for the for the for the trust you have put in uh, me for the n- next tournament. I will do you proud, and I'm sure very- you will. Sure you will. He gives you a big clap on the back. Oh. <laughs> sort of rattle. I- Aye. 
the armour as well is uh, belonged to an uncle of yours, actually, an uncle of mine, a great uncle of yours, great warrior, really, really made a name for himself, so I think you'll do just fine living into it. Thank you, Father, eh? It fits like a glove, it does. It's fantastic. Very I feel good. I feel mighty and strong in this. Supendous. Yes, I'm very proud, very proud to have another knight of the heart in aye, the family. Aye, I will do you proud, I promise. I hope you do. That rogue brother of yours, Timothy, has been a right rotten treat, so I hope you do better for yourself. Oh, you know, I will, Father. I'll do you proud. Very good, very good, very good. <sighs> I'll be having dinner in the study. I'll leave you to uh, get better acquainted with your new friend there. Thank you. It's a beautiful weapon. Uh, and he leaves you to practice before <laughs> the big day. Ah, <laughs> uh, wonderful. Oh, man. Yes. What's so. she going to do? This is a cliffhanger. <sighs> what yeah. shall she do? What so shall she do? We have. There's no wiki how. <laughs> if only she should Google. Maybe there's a Google fairy. Oh, Google fairy, where art thou when you needed? <laughs> uh, it is the day of the Festival of Lights. The city is an absolute flurry of activity as hordes of people descend on the central saddle waiting to enjoy the festivities. The uh, tournay, of course, one of the great focal points in the arena, and uh, on the high street outside, the great Duopolis cook-off. Uh, a wonderful experience for all the gumans of Place your time. bets! Place your bets here! Place your bets! Come buy some scarves. Bread? Maybe you'll buy my bread. I have bread. Come and see the magical fire-throwing masterman. Masterman. Guess how many fish eyes in this jar? Guards run across this place. There's people at the doors. We will go. Uh, everyone roll a dice to see where we go first. Nat, Nat 20. 20. Here it is. Mitochondria. You have arrived and registered yourself for the uh, great melee. Your first scheduled opponent is a halfling, in fact. Ha, not uh, a chance, um, I got you. Yes, this. Um, oh, I think that's the red one. I'm going get Wendell. <laughs> Wendell the Halfling? <laughs> yes, Wendell the Halfling. That was the one you introduced um, for me. It was. Nice. Um, an absolute ragamuffin with no reputation whatsoever who seems to have been mysteriously sponsored. Um, and it's quite a, a thing. This will um, be a brilliant warm-up. Yes. Thank you very much. You uh, are scheduled, in fact, to kick off the day of festivities. Um, I no pressure. Yeah. This is it. Um, you step out onto the field. There's as this uh, gnomish announcer with a fine, fine mustache calls out to the crowd uh, with this sort of like enchanted megaphone as balloons sort of circle over the uh, central stadium. He says, all right, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome to our first spectacle of the day. We have two absolutely untested newcomers to show you how it's done. We have the unknown factor, Wendelin. 
people are kind of like, Hello! This little kid runs in. He's, like, real scruffy. He's got this, like, ill-fitting leather armor on and, like, two daggers. He's like, yeah, cool! I love you, Wendelin! Um, he's got this, like, wicked, like, he's done the face paint along the 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 two stripes along the cheeks. Um, and... The young daughter of the House of Heartfire, the newest paladin of the Church of Magenta Mitochondria! Um, please roll initiative. Uh, drum roll, please. <sighs> 13. 13. Wendell's gonna pull off an 11. On the die, however, being a halfling, that gives him a 13. Uh, do you have an initiative bonus? I have one. You have a plus one. I have a single um, one. Yeah. He sort of gets his uh, daggers ready and sort of makes to run towards you. To <laughs> what would you like to do? I am going to raise my warhammer above my head and try and slam him as he runs towards me. Very nice. Please make your attack Squish roll. Squish his head. Squish him. I require a D10. Uh, well, you meant to make a D20 no, I, I to, hit a D20 first, to hit him first. I need a D20 to hit him first. I would like damage. to attempt to hit him first. <laughs> Dude, head attempt. 16. Oh. Excellent. Uh, yes, Give please roll some the damage. Smack in the face with a Warhammer for five plus three. Yeah, you give him a. Overhand swing, he runs towards you, just like cave his head in. Eight damage <laughs> to the face. You just like end him in one swing. Oh um, no, Wendelin, I love him. Unconscious. Uh, I always knew he was an idiot. Yes. Certainly better than I thought I'd go for the first time. Um, everyone's like, it's a bit anticlimactic, but everyone's kind of like, it's pretty awesome. Everyone's like, well, all right, whatever. <laughs> the announcer goes, right on, short match, it's a good match if ever I saw one. Just like my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he ushers you off uh, stage and you that return. Train for combat, not for making room. things pretty. Your kobold squire waits for you off uh, to the side and he says, Oh, mistress, oh, mistress, that was great. Oh, you really give him one for. Yeah, shut up, you piece of crap. Right, right, of course. Um, <laughs> you like uh, makes you take you. your warhammer to sort of give it a polish up before the next match. In the upper ring, very many stalls have been set up in this kind of like uh, the upper level of the Colosseum for people to vend food. Um, the Gordamans competition is running. Please take us through what Mrs. Mugwort is doing this fine, boisterous morning. So uh, I'm the kind of lady who who prepares as much as possible beforehand. So there's no chance of anything going wrong on the day. Mm-hmm. So I've already pre-made my pastry for my fish casserole. Yeah. And I've uh, already pre-boned and pre-skinned and pre-boiled it. So now I'm, I'm giving it a light fry, cooking some gravy off to the side before I combine the two, making sure the seasonings are just right. I do have five or six children around me, making sure everything is clean and spick and span and making sure people stay out of my work area. It's very, very important to me that it's hygienic and it runs with military precision. Absolute military precision. Um, please, would you kindly make a perception check? Nine. Um, if you have perception skill or a wisdom modifier, throw that on there. Uh, I have a plus three for wisdom. Oh, very nice. Um, so that'll give you a 12, uh, which is enough to spot a roughly house cat-sized rat scurrying across the floor of your work area. What would you like to do? I instruct Jeremiah... 
Jeremiah. my second favorite son at the moment <laughs> to fetch that cat and eject it from my tent. Uh, Jeremiah goes, of course, mother, of course. Uh, and he attempts to catch the rat, but of course, completely fumbles. He's sort of like, trip, he's, it's very skewy, so he totally falls on his face. The rat runs up uh, and makes for your casserole dish. This is exactly why Jeremiah is my second favourite son. <laughs> uh, at this point, I, I do what, what has to be done. Yeah. I get my trusty fry pan and I attempt to um, bat this disgusting animal into the upper atmosphere. Very good. Please make an attack roll with your gigantic skillet. Six. Oh, no. Um, can I add any modifiers? Uh, what's your attack modifier? Ever plus three. A nine is going to miss the rat. Unfortunately, you sort of see it making you bring your skillet down to just on the edge of its tail, and it dives headfirst into your pre-made batter. Squeak, 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 squeak. It's fine. It's fine. I always come prepared. The fish isn't in the casserole yet. I will readjust. All that's been ruined is some of the sauce <laughs> and the pastry. Uh, but I have Abigail over there, and she's roasting me some potatoes. So we're having fried fish and potatoes now with a tartar sauce. Who makes casserole these days? It's ridiculous. ridiculous. It's all about fried fish with potatoes these days. Ashley. Uh, Elise is... Elsie, Elsie, my apologies, is wandering the upper ring. You've made... Your mark found Mrs. Mugwort's stall. The smell, of course, is unmistakable anywhere in the city. And you notice this commotion occurring. Oh, I wonder what's happening down there. This seems like a great chance to deliver the book. I use my nimble footing and attempt to slip past through the crowds and into the work area of Mrs. Mugwort. Very good. Please make a stealth check. Yes, so roll your d20, add your dexterity stealth skill. 17, Ooh. and my dexterity is plus 3. Yeah, and so. you're proficient in stealth, I believe. Uh, yeah. Uh, I believe then uh, with a plus 6, that will give you a 23 stealth check. Carolina, uh, first bit of PvP, would you please try and perceive against a 23? It's a 14. <laughs> you slip in this sort of rat is like literally is like dancing around in this casserole dish and there's dwarfs of all ages running around causing a huge marker rat. they're trying to grab It'll it it jumps you. like from the casserole dish into the um frying area and get some of like the splatter on some of the potatoes that are being made so we return to mrs mugwort having failed to spot the halfling the rat however still running amok in this servery right so what i'm going to do at this point is um my favorite son is also in the tent. My dearest Jimothy. So I'm going to. He has he has deadly aim. Yeah. With um, his uh, skewers, so I'm going to instruct my son to murder this rat with with great force. All right, Jimothy uh, hurls a skewer. Rolling a 15 on the die, he's going to hit the rat. Um, very nice. Unfortunately, it's a glancing blow. He strikes true and kind of hits the rat's foot, um, but it just kind of pulls its foot out of the skewer. It does that sort of thing where, like, earring gets pulled out. Um, can, can I course correct and try to do something different with the rat? I would like for you to make, at this time, a stealth check to avoid your customer base realising that there is a rat loose in your kitchen. Oh, this is like this is Gordon so Ramsay's, like, yeah. Hell's Kitchen 
in Fantasyland. Nine? That is a nine. Your dexterity modifier, you, you've got... Plus one. Reasonably agile for, for a lady of your age. For a lady. <laughs> um, on a ten, that's like... Okay, I'm going to make two perception checks uh, for your just random hangers-on um, without a modifier. So you're just looking for two rolls under a ten, and that's a nine and a four. <laughs> there is so much going on. There's a, a roar from the crowd. Obviously, some like great Pinky fight. Pinky dwarf, a, Jesus. <clears throat> an orc against an elf in the pit down below, just savagely going after each other, um, drawing a huge amount of attention from the crowd. Nobody's paying attention at this moment. Yes, so your son has failed to slay the rat, although he has injured it. Jimothy has gone down in the rankings. Oh, no. Is there a new favourite? Um, whoever gets this rat. <laughs> uh, I'm going to course correct. Clearly, yeah. violence isn't the answer. I need to think like the rats. I need uh, yes. to understand what it is that the rat wants. So I would like to get down on the rat's level, emotionally, psychologically. I'm going to get a piece of already pre-cooked potato. Yeah. I'm going to dip it in the delicious gravy and I'm going oh, yeah. to wiggle it near its face and go, here, ratty, Ooh, ratty. Very nice. Here, ratty, ratty. I want to say an animal handling, but I'll let you make a persuasion check if you have the persuasion proficiency. I do. Very good. Make a persuasion check with advantage so you can roll twice and pick the better of the results. Three, ten. All right. With a plus what? Um, so minus one. Uh, all right. Well, at least you get a plus one if you're proficient. It will go up by two. Um, with a persuasion of 11, this rat is going to attempt to sense your motives. Um, it is reasonably uh, wise, giant rats, and it's going to roll a 14 on the die. Jesus, uh, it gives it you a little bit of a stink eye. It's like, hey, you think I'm like literally swimming with in potatoes and I'm already covered in gravy. Why do I need this? And uh, it just starts eating at your backup. Potatoes. This is the best thing that I've ever eaten. <laughs> best day um, of my life yeah. so far. Your other children are like, oh, what's fucking going hate on? this rat. Um, we pass back to this rat. Elsie. This absolute chaos in here as they're chasing this rat, and you are completely undetected. This is the last errand I run for Violet Monk. It's taking over my life, my dreams, my goals, turning him into me into just an ordinary everyday criminal. But those, those coins that helped me and Archibald be proper nourished over the, probably nourished over the winter. Uh, I shall do it. I shall attempt to sneak the book into the till. Yes. Uh, please make a sleight of hand check. So this is a dexterity skill check. 18. Then what do I do? Uh, so you check your dexterity and if you have the sleight of hand skill. Dexterity is plus three and I do have sleight of hand. Nice. Uh, so it's at least plus five. So against a 22, uh, Carolina, please make a perception check. <laughs> 18. On the die. And then I have plus three wisdom. That is a 21. What did I get? 22. 22. Holy shit. Ah! <laughs> you slipped this, this book in the This is not my day. <laughs> Um, I'm pitting just brother getting all the bad brother. rolls out now. Yeah. That's all. That was a good roll. This was better. Uh, however, you do have ice. a couple of kids in the server who may be able to help out. However, on a seven and a three, they are completely overwhelmed by it. Just like the, the rest of, of this completely truly ginormous rat. They're all hopeless. You know, I kept having kids to hope one of them would turn out good. I'm imagining Still this happened yet. like the one in Princess Bride. Oh, it's just like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a small... It's like a house that. cat fully... Huge. Most terrifying. It's got a thing gun. Ever. How terrifying is that? Very nice. Um, let us with guns. return to Mrs. Mugwort. What are you, you going to try to finish this thing, shoo it away? 
lure it again. Um, I think at this point it's impossible trying to keep the rat out of my food. So I'm just going to keep my food away from the rat. So I instruct all of my children to pick up everything that's still good. We're just going to walk it up. We'll just pick it up and walk it out, and we're going to pretend that we're just walking it out amongst the people, so they can they can try out my potatoes and my gravy, and it's it's like a taste that we're like waiters Free samples. now. All right, all right, all right. Um, okay. Um, what I'm going to need from you for this is a uh, dexterity check. I'm going to let you use your proficiency as well, just to gather the food uh, without dropping dropping it all. So you're going to have your dexterity modifier and your proficiency, which I believe is a plus three. Ten. Okay, 13 is pretty good. Um, I'm going to make two more rolls for you kids. Five and a 14. Okay, you lose a bit of sort of gravy and some of the pastries, like, but the majority of your wares are secure uh, and you move out into the street. I'm going to get you to make a deception check with advantage as you offer... Your free samples. 18. Three. Cool. <laughs> you get to keep the 18 and apply your charisma. Um, Minus one. <laughs> the 17 is still good. So with such shame. You're obviously like you've got such a foul expression on your face, I'm sure, as you're having to give away your shit for free. Because she smells the fish like constantly. Her mouth, her face is just like held in. Resting fish face. Resting fish face. <laughs> Look, it's better that I give away free wares than um, I lose my reputation. That's it. Uh, but, yes, everyone's so excited. Um that they don't quite notice what's going on inside the kitchen. But this rat's apparently having rat fucking Christmas. <laughs> this rat's having a day. This is my best day ever. Best day ever. Uh, Elsie, you are now alone Fuck in the kitchen with a giant rat. <laughs> uh, he's a bit larger than you, Archibald, isn't he? He draws a bead yeah. on Archibald. Draws his gun. Terrible ratty chops. I don't think he likes you very much, Archibald. Quick, hop, hop inside my tiny bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he jumps inside your bag. Um, the rat is going to attempt to come at your friend. No. Yes. Um, Not so funny one, but the rat's your problem, is that's it? That's it. However, uh, you're going to be able to try to stop it. So it's going to make an attack roll um, at plus four, and you're going to make like an opposed acrobatics check. I think that's probably better for you. So it's a dexterity skill as you try Do I roll this? against an 18 oh, to stop shit. this rat Fuck, um, getting 18. into your bag. 14. Do you I have know. proficiency in the acrobatics skill? You don't. So I only have a plus three, so it's a 17. The rat gets into your bag. You're unable to Wat, uh, wafted away. Um, what would you like to do? Cry. Have a turn. It's in there. You don't know if it's like eaten him yet. It's just like his. You put Archibald in your bag. The rat has like fully leapt across squeak, the squeak. entire server. Squeak, squeak. head first in your bag. You have your little shiv in your. I would pocket. like to. I would like to have a conversation and persuade the rat to not kill my friend. Um. Do, do you that? have any facility to speak magically with animals? I don't know. I'm going to say that's not a thing you can okay. pull off. I won't do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is kill or be killed. Oh, shit. Well, could I slingshot the rat? Uh, you could. It's also, like, right under your arm. You've got uh, like you could probably just a little, like, a little I knife. A, I have a dagger. You could give it, uh, and I'll, 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 I'll allow Archibald to be a, um, an ally within five feet for you to get your sneak attack if you hit him. Let's see if you hit the rat with your oh, little dagger. Let's see if those rolls hit up. No! Nine is not too oh, bad. Oh, it's a nine. I thought it was a Rats six. Rats only have an armor class of 12. So I have a dagger point. Does that do anything? You have a dagger. You have a plus five. Five to hit with your dagger. A nine plus five is 14, which beats armor class 12. So you hit the rat, and you now get to deal damage. 
I believe your dagger is a D4 and uh, your sneak attack is a D6 and you get to add your dexterity modifier as well to the damage roll. So five plus one plus three. Nine points of damage is more than enough to slay this rat. You drive your dagger boom into the back of its neck. It sort of jiggles and falls still. The faint squeaks of uh, Archibald are the depths of your uh, bag. Squeak, 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 I'm, squeak, squeak. I'm glad that Archibald is safe, but I feel like I've slown a, slown, slown a, cu- a cousin of him. Slownified. <laughs> I don't know how I will mentally recover from this. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> you flee the scene. Um, beautiful. Mitochondria. The... You can sort of hear the sounds of the crowd from your dressing room as you can sort of getting ready for the next match. Um, there's a sort of one of those, and then that, and they said, ladies and gentlemen, the great orc Yarmark has defeated his third opponent. I love you, Yarmark. He's mine. Stay back, you willy girl. <laughs> this man is truly a spectacle to behold. A beast in the ring and a beast in the sack, if truth be told. Show us your pack. It is true. <laughs> I agree. Let us see how he does against his new opponent, the relatively untested but thus far impressive mitochondria of the house hot fire. <gasps> You're the powerhouse of myself. <laughs> you step out into the ring. Um, this orc, this buff AF, is fully just wearing like um like a leather uh like sort of loincloth sort of dancing skirt, almost like capoeira style. I mean, she's appreciative, but she's trying to concentrate on other things. <laughs> if you concentrate don't mind. on the fight, um, and he's got two hand axes. Jesus, um, you're going to say something else there? Massive, like a sort of like <laughs> well, a shaved three, head, but with a really long braid. All right, um, all right. She and he sort of uh, kicks up scared. the dirt and spits and then kind of crosses his axes to salute you. And the spit you. quickly becomes a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Little duckies start to live on the spit lake. It's beautiful. <laughs> and that's where we get duct tape from. Yes. <laughs> Finally, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the mystery of the duct tape has been solved. Um, the fight begins. Oh, I... So I guess I should roll for my um, initiative then. Is that yes, correct? Yes, let's see what he can do. He rolled a three. Not 13. <laughs> 13. Ten points. Uh, he definitely doesn't have a plus 10 dexterity. So you have the first swing. Excellent. Well, I think uh, this guy's a large guy, isn't it? So I, d- I don't really want to get too close to him. I'm going to try and throw a javelin into his face because uh, Warhammer's a little bit too up close and personal, if you know what I mean. Very good. Make right. your javelin attack. All right, so, oh, dear. Oh, dear. So that was a four. It's um, a total of six. That is going to miss you. So <laughs> throw your javelin. He just fully bends yeah, out of the way. That's totally embarrassing. Um, ever, yeah, there are jeers and laughs from the ground. <laughs> you throw like a girl. It's like, whoa. You're supposed to hit the other guy. Slightly yeah. red tinge to my scales at the moment. Um, And he charges at you. We'll say that they... Space is quite far um, and has to use a dash action to get like right up in your face. Uh, it is your turn again. He is right in front of you and about to swing. So I am going to, I guess, pick up the Warhammer since the javelins are a little bit inappropriate right now. Uh, God help me. All right, so I'm going to roll my 
attack. Oh, it's a 16, so 18 in total. He's wearing sweet F-all armor, so that'll definitely hit. Excellent. Um, With your plus six. All right, so the Warhammer is a 1d10. 1d10. And eight is the roll. Nice. Excellent. So that's... Wow, nice. Um... Cool. Strength 12 points of damage. You give him a whack, boom, straight up along the chest. It's a heavy blow. And he coughs up a little lick of uh, blood and goes, Yeah, finally a fight. Uh, And makes to swing his axes at your face. Uh, Oh, a 10 and a natural one, meaning that a 14, I think, doesn't hit you in your chainmail armour. I should hope not. Um, That's why I've got it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he swings like very wide from the Warhammer throw and the next one catches on your pauldron. Probably would have hit the neck, but because your uh, armour is slightly too big for you, he actually kind of miscalculates where it's supposed to be. Um, And you are unscathed moving into the next round of combat. It is your turn. All righty. Okay, well, the Warhammer was a really good start, so I'm going to go with that again. Absolutely. Because I don't like being smacked in the face so much. D20 wheel. Oh, it's a 10. Okay, so it's 16. 16 absolutely hits again. He's not wearing armour, really. Um, <laughs> well, barbarians. That's what you get. I suppose he's got. So, yes, please deal damage one more time. I would like to. Ooh. Oh, nine. Excellent. So, I'm doing very well for myself absolutely. with 13. He takes a second blow. Um, to the shoulder and is staggered but remains standing but not doing great and makes two more axe attacks. This time an 11 plus 4 is only a 15 so the first hit misses as you duck the second comes in and catches you just under the chin. A natural 20. Um, Critical hit means he rolls double damage. It's a D6 for hand axes, so he's going to roll two of those and apply his strength modifier. Uh, Two ones. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, that misshapen, uh, slightly unfitting helmet kind of absorbs some of the damage, and you only take four. I only take four. Which (laughs) leaves me on ten hit points. Um, At this point, the audience is like, what the hell? He's totally um, been nailing the competition so far, and all of a sudden it's falling apart uh you have the initiative excellent well since he uh is up close and personal mm-hmm. i'm going to spit in his face you're going to use your breath weapon i'm using my breath oh weapon. uh so it's a line of acid we're going with that yes absolutely cool um while we're just showing dominance i forgot you had a spit weapon <laughs> yeah there is that i As thought it was just the face. morning uh he has Tang to of the a, morning to you. yeah Dexterity save. He rolls a 17 on the dice. He's definitely going to save, but that only means you do half damage. So you need... Is it 2d6 2d6. It's 2. Uh, and he's going to take half of that. Um, Whoa, 11. Had he failed. Um, 11 halved down to... Let me always does he roll up round or does he round down? down? I think 5th ed is like always round... Damage always rounds down. It ends up being favourable to you guys because you're losing real stakes. Um, 30. He is barely standing. He sort of like sees the bile rising in your throat and he does like a full matrix back and catches a large stream of acid across the chest. Um, then flips up. He's going to attack recklessly, which means he's going to get advantage on his attacks, but you are going to get advantage on your attacks as he sort of opens himself up to uh, yours. So, first attack with a 17 is a 21. The second axe, a 4 and a 10, is only a 14, which is not going to break your armor class. It's only going to hit you once. 
uh, for five damage. All right, that puts me on a total of five hit points. Very nice, and it's your turn. You have advantage to hit because he has fully raged. Excellent. Oh, nat 20. Vogue. I don't think I need to roll again. Really. Uh, no, he has <laughs> two hit points left. <laughs> and you're going to deal 2d10 damage plus your strength modifier with that. Would you like to roll anyway? Because, I mean, why? Like, Absolutely. No. Um, so, <laughs> so both of those plus your plus you, four strength. You punt him over the nearest hill. Oh, okay. So I got a 10 and a 6. <laughs> you deal this guy 20 damage <laughs> um, in a single hit. How would you like to finish him? Oh, well, obviously the Street Fighter style, right? Yeah. So I am going to raise him above my head and yeah. slam him to the ground. Hell yeah. You're, with your knee out? My, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. a, yes, you catch him across knee. the jaw with the hammer and he dazes and you drop it. You just grab him and break him on your knee. Um, that and the satisfying. crowd goes nuts. That was satisfying. Thank you very much. Oh, it was insane. The chest puffs out just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm quite proud sort of, of herself. Yeah, you sort of... Got a step. I've got a, d- a bounce to my step. You now. sort of She's noticed... popped her armour off. Um, She's so excited. Absolutely. In the uh, sort of like upper boxes, you know, there's uh, like nine sort of top boxes around this great stadium for each of the nine great houses mm, I look for my father city, up there. And there uh, the Heartfire Crest singles and you see this, yeah, tiny from this distance, but you see that golden armour uh, sort of standing there looking quite chuffed about um, and a sort of, sort of a, 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 um, yeah he sort of raises a a fist in salute and i raise my fist back hell yeah um once <laughs> again the goes, ladies and gentlemen what an upset reigning champion yarbuck <sighs> taken out by the upstart knight of hearts i say mother you say <laughs> that definitely peters out after <laughs> two or three failed attempts. Your name's too hard to chat, but we love you. Um, as this uh, furor <laughs> rises from the stadium, we return uh, up the street. As the F U R O R, yeah, no, I figured it was um, no, yeah. like, wow, you really. <laughs> I didn't want to do too much social commentary in this podcast, but I guess here we are. So Carolina, Mrs. Mugwort is there with her children. The morsels are starting to sort of disappear from your trays. Uh, the deception is complete in this sort of huge distraction in the below stadium has given you an opportunity to sort of collect yourself and return to the stall. Uh, please make a perception check to see what's going on. Eight. Eight. Um, you are a wise woman, I think. I have plus yes. three wisdom. So. Um, and 11 is at least enough to see the rat with a knife wound in the back of its neck still lying on the floor of the servery. All right. Um, I don't want a metagame, but also I think that if I came back to find... The rat murdered, and none of me and none of my useless children are in the room. I'm going to yes. be like suspicious, and I want to like kind of check out the area to see what else has changed. Very nice. Please make an investigate check. I'm going to put a DC of 15 on this to find what we're looking at. What? what? I've noticed. What? I'm in a tent. Nothing. Um, I think I'm in a belly. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like fish in here. <laughs> Understandably distraught because at this point you've sort of like you've used up a lot of your 
uh, backup ingredient. ingredients and a lot of your base ingredients and you're thinking about what to do um, and how to recover and you're sort of checking the ingredient drawers in your stores uh, rather than the cash drawer. So you certainly do not uh, find the book, nor do you find any trace of who might have killed the rat. All right. Uh, only that it is there. Uh, I have a question for you. Yes. How gross is this rat? It is pretty manky. It's definitely okay. a sewer rat. And I mean, right now it's all covered in like dried you blood and casserole. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I don't I think mean, it's dwarves, a good idea. Dwarves and rats, you know, they've got a bit of a history. You've got, you've got one or two recipes that you don't sort of obviously bring out in public, but you know, your grandma used to, uh, used to make a mean rat. You never notice. When times are hard, you got to right. do what yeah. you got to do. What, what, what do I have left in terms of ingredients? Uh, okay. What have I got to work with? Uh, well, let's make a roll. Um, inventory check, just pure luck check with proficiency. Uh, so you get a plus. It's a four. On a six, you've got sweet f all. You've got a bit of salt, you know, basic staples, you know, some salt and flour. Um, all of your flavoring stuff, like your fish, has kind of been used up. You've got kind of bits okay. and pieces, like but not I, enough for a but whole I have, dish. But I have for a base ingredients, though. You've got some staples, but you will be working hard you have to make tinned corn because that's work. always in your cupboard. Because definitely, I actually have a recipe that's four ingredients. That's a real recipe. Oh my god, lay it on me. It is, is flour. Yeah. Sugar, yeah. Um, and almond milk. That's it. Right on. That's the whole recipe, and it makes it makes a pudding. You said four ingredients. That was I was three. wrong. It's three. <laughs> the last one. You immediately love. no. It, so it's rice flour, almond milk, ah, and sugar. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. Please describe the dish you're about to make. Right. So I'm assuming because I'm clearly obsessed with fish that I would have fish-shaped molds and things that I would have brought up from my shop. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make up this uh it's like a pudding like consistency and i'm going to just make a ton of it yeah do i have anything that i can decorate it with do i have any any you kind of really have leftover bits and pieces of like other dishes that you might be able to sort of um okay use the ends of maybe she has the leftover pastry scraps from the pies right so so what i'm going to do is i'm going to make this pudding and put it in a mold yeah and then i'm going to cover it with um whatever pastry scraps i have left Mm -hmm. over uh and i'm going to pretend it present it as a subtlety it's a Mm -hmm. fish pie except no it's not it's a pudding and it was a whole the whole time it was a pudding um High noon comes, the bell tolls, as the melee wraps up mitochondria, the wreath, boom, over your shoulders. And this truly massive halfling is carried down the lane on a palanquin, this like Like, huge girthy. Like wide? Yeah, massive like hedonism bot from Futurama, like (laughs) halfling. Um, Like a thick boy. Thick boy. I had his name. I did not write it down. I was going to call him. His name is now Thick Boy. Uh, Well, colloquially known as Thick Boy. No one knows Uh, his real name. They're just like, hey, it's Thick Boy. Boy. What up, Thick Boy? Thick Boy, boy, the red um, from the house of uh, Rosy Cheeks. Um, this guy is, this is one of the, the lords of the city and he has sort of the honour of being the judge of the gourmands uh, <laughs> fet as he does every year. Um, and he lumbers down a rough day. sort of um, stall by stall tasting and... Um, and he, he has a smaller entourage running along, <laughs> catching the food in his mouth, being like, thank you, sir. I, know, I only eat this one day. That's it. Um, yes, an absolute uh, menagerie of sycophants around this Lord Thick Boy. Um. <laughs> Spit it in my mouth, Mama. Yes. Spit it in my mouth now. Boy, Please, I'm so hungry. 
It's D and D for you, Surreal baby. After dark. Anti erase in your storm and says, mm, "Well, well, Mrs. Bugwort, I have been saving a little room in my belly for your pies. I hope that fish casserole I heard so much about is ready." Mm. Oh well, Lord Thick Boy, may I call you Thick? <laughs> Lord Thick Boy will do nicely. Of course, sir. Well, as you know, every year I've made my my traditional, my ancestral fish casserole, and mm. I've you know I decided this year I'm going to mix it up a little bit, expand my horizons. Why? What an idea! What an idea! A dwarf changing their traditions. I would never have thought. Ah. <laughs> That's because you were racist, sir. Anyway, I've made something. I think you'll you'll quite enjoy it's a little surprise. Oh, surprise! You know I love any little petite surprise. Well, uh, let me taste your dish. Uh, now I would like you to make your uh, your cook's role. So I'll let you use your your constitution as a cook is your sort of primary skill. Oh, I have plus five. Plus five with proficiency. So you're going to have a plus seven to this role. Um, the Come DC on. to like straight up just win the day is 25. Jesus fuck. Um, <laughs> on at least a 20, you might be in the running. Okay. 10. All right. Plus seven. Plus seven. 17. On a 17, he sort of like, okay, so, so what did you say? It looks like a fish pie, but then it's actually a pudding. So he, so he puts the morsel in his mouth and then has a bit of a quizzical expression as his expectations are totally flummoxed. Um, and he goes, sort of nods, swells it around a bit. Have a companion beverage for this dish by chance. Well, I'm a dwarf, so presumably I have some kind of whiskey or beer at hand. Yes, absolutely. I think you even have brewers' tools. Yes. Um, uh, well, what I what I've made from to, to go well with this fish is I've brewed a um, a lovely light wine. It's uh, it's it's an elderberry wine, very very light, very airy. Um, Flavor, quite sweet. Ooh, very nice. Uh, yeah, please make a second cook's roll to sort of see if you can edge over the top. Uh, that's a six plus seven. Six plus seven, thirteen. He sort of swills the wine and goes. I mean, I think with this dish, uh, perhaps of a. It, it either needed to be more savoury or more sweet, if you know what I mean. It's a bit too middle of the road, but a valiant effort, Mrs. Mugwort, as ever. I look forward to seeing you return next year. I think uh, the, 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 the first place ribbon will have to go to Esmeralda's Sausage Rolls. Uh, sir, Sir Lord yes. Thickboy, <laughs> be- before you go, I do have uh, one other... A small little thing for you to try. Oh, a little, a little, hope, a, little you, a little palate cleanser. I hope you are trying to bribe me. Mrs. No, Mugwort. no, of course not. It's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a special dwarven thing that we've passed down through generations. Well, I could not it's a little, gift, but of course I am above approach as a judge. It's, it's, it's a little uh, uh, aniseed to mm. clear the palate before you, before you a, eat again. That so well, I could. How gracious! How gracious of you! Please. Uh, do you have any uh, morsels that you want to try to give him? Did you prepare uh beforehand? Yeah. I don't remember. Well, and look on I... the sheet. I think you said that your uh, uh, sugar crystals were a thing that you wanted to use. I think so. Like I kind don't of a remember. little sweet, a little sweet nip. Yeah, I'm weirdly like into this. <laughs> like, I really want to make this the fucking Hobbit like my food. Oh, just in case you will make this halfling fucking threat. Least, yeah, it's a it's a spe- it's a morsel and it's technically magical. Okay, um, this will this the 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 advantage to this little uh, palate cleanser is it'll give you extra vigor. Oh, 
really well. I just, help I'm me, not uh, that you need that. Cool. Not that you need that, thick boy. <laughs> All right, no. uh, yes, please. You can make this roll advantage? with uh, advantage for using one of your morsels. Twenty. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> sort of give him this little dessert, and you see that sort of like um, afternoon cat moment as his eyes sort of roll into the back of his head. His whole sort of body relaxes, um, and he goes, "Oh." Never have I tasted anything so perfectly sweet, yet it's not too rich, it is crisp, and oh my god, I'll tell you what, as I said, I could not reverse my decision, but an honourable mention, nonetheless, Mrs. Mugwort's now open for dessert, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I will, of course, be charging double for this particular morsel, as it has been approved by... Thick boy. Of course. Lord Thickboy's seal of approval. <laughs> Nonetheless, I shall have a plaque made and sent down to you. I'll, I'll add it to the others. Thank you, sir. Very good, very I good. I wish very everyone good. could have seen your facial expressions just then. Okay. Uh, shame you went on video. That's all right. Mine well, or Demos? Demos. When we, get to, uh, when we get to enough followers, we'll shell out for <laughs> filming the whole session. Uh, very good. With that, Lord Thick Boy <laughs> moves along and this sort of competition runs to a place. You earn a sort of an honourable oh, no. mention, uh, but officially come in, uh, I'll say fifth or sixth place. And yes, Esmeralda's sausage rolls comes in first. Yeah, which is gross because hers has cats in it, but that's fine, whatever. Um, Elsie, you, uh, yes. where do you head after the deed is done? It's sort of getting into the afternoon. You're probably pretty hungry by now. Um, and there are many, many wondrous things to see and do. Well, first off, I walk to follow Lord Thickboy because I know that he drops his food constantly. So I follow the trail of food, having a little bit for me and a little bit for Archibald just to see us through. So Elsie is following the Lord Thickboy, attempting to sort of pick up some morsels and just sort of joining in with the coterie. Um, are you attempting to sort of keep yourself hidden? Uh, I imagine there's probably like kind of quite a gaggle, actually, of uh, sort of people like yourselves following along, some of them wealthy, some of them otherwise. Tell you what, make a sleight of hand check to see if you can get some choice bits. Nineteen. Nineteen on the die, and your uh, sleight of hand, I believe, is what, like plus five? You get a whole um, goose as it falls out the Oh, yeah, this mouth. is huge. Like he sort I of, should have got that for something more interesting. <laughs> if only. What uh, What would you like to find? What is this guy throwing away? Oh, drugs. <laughs> drugs? <laughs> Somebody hands this lord uh, a little bag of hash brownies and he sort of uh, has a bit of a nibble. Oh, and he just hoists them straight up over his shoulder and you just lance off like another kid's knee and grab this bag of choice hash brownies. Like mag- really magical ones. Truly magical hash brownies. This is yeah. some like spirit world journey. I've read about these in the books, Archibald. Oh, I've never thought they were real. I thought it was just part of my imagination or fantasy, but oh no. We're going to have a great night tonight, Archibald. You are. Um, yes, you snag these wicked uh, morsels. You can add uh, to your equipment sheet. I believe there's like a second page where you can add some like equipment and magic items. Uh, fully sick hash brownies. It's magic. I'm this is definitely magic. I would also like you to make a perception check. 14. 14. Uh, it's a wisdom skill. And I have a bubble. I have and two you have bubbles. Proficiency. Uh, double bubble. Double bubble. So you are an expert in perception. 19. As you're running along the street, you spot um, a sort of dark-coloured dragonborn in a sharp 
black suit, not a violet robe, but you recognize as he pulls a hand out of a pocket, a little silver ring that you saw just yesterday on the hand of the violet monk who put the book into your hand. <gasps> it's the violet monk. I stop now saying what I'm doing out loud. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeak. Yes, Archibald, I better tell you because you're stupid. <laughs> squeak. Violet monk, I did it. I did the deed. Where's my reward? You come up to this guy and address him as Violet Monk uh, in company. He's <laughs> <Yeah>, very <laughs> uncomfortable. Uh, he's like, oh, uh, afraid I don't know what you're talking about, little girl. Um, <laughs> how are we going to do this? He's going to make a deception check. I didn't realise that um, was a secret. He's kind of like he's sort of sitting in the... You yeah. poor, naive, straight You poor, naive yeah. child. Um, okay, 18. Um, you see he's sitting down um, with the gnomish announcer from the ring. Oh, yeah. Um, What's his name, by the mustache. way? Uh, the gnomish announcer's name Peter is... Peter Piper. Peter Piper? Cool. Peter Piper. Um, I want to say something about pipes, like his voice, like he's got yeah. this like wicked voice. Um with Peter Piper and sort of having a having a drink. And he says, these guys both kind of look at you and you. It's like, get out of it, you daft child. I don't know what you're talking about, this character. Be about your business. <laughs> and this guy goes, yes, child, what, who is this person you're talking about? Oh, cute little cute little kid over here. And you sort of like yeah, pinches with, your cheeks. With your says, whole bag of weed brownies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, I'm assuming you stowed the weed brownies. Uh, definitely. Archibald's having a good old time in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Archibald. You're only tiny. Save some for me, little yeah. bitch. He's completely greened out. But yeah, he gets an 18. He gets a 17. Um, Archibald is... Not Archibald. Timothy is uh, quite a smooth tongue, but Peter Piper is a sharp uh, bloke himself. I'm real dumb. It didn't occur to me until just then that the final monk and Timothy are the same person. Yeah, I wasn't completely sure either, let's be honest. I was like, is he working for him? No, he's the um, same motherfucker. I noticed you did the same accent, but I was like, maybe he's just really liking the Scottish accent. Maybe I just accent. really like the Scottish accent. Maybe he can into do it two accents. Like it. Um, so, yes, Timothy... <laughs> whom you identify as the Violet Monk, um, gets very nervous and uh, Peter Piper sort of leans over and gives you a silver coin and says, here, child, please uh, sit. Would you like a, a, a morsel of drink? You seem very skinny. Uh, who is this Violet Monk you're talking about? Well, it seems like a very interesting character. Oh, well, I guess I'm just, you know. Hi. A bit high. Really? Uh, not yet, but the, the thought of it being high makes me high sometimes. Do you ever get that? Sure, sure. They <laughs> give each other a bit of a side eye. You know, when, when people make an arrangement, it's important that they follow through, don't you think, announcer man? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, a being is only as good as the word they keep, for sure, for sure. You Put remember that, that you kind of other stranger man that I've not seen before? <laughs> Please make a deception check. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> a person whom I've never met and lives on one, two, three fake street. <laughs> I, I also have a deception skill, I'll have you know. Hell yeah. 16. 16. Nice. Yes, plus, you're... I have a deception colouring in thing yeah. and I have a charisma plus two. So you have a plus four to that, which gives yeah. you a Very nice. dirty 20. 
Um, yes, your natural sort of uh, kid charm. He's very no, sort of oh, shucks, Mister! I didn't know. I thought you were someone from my storybook, but I must be wrong. <laughs> oh, the child is quite beside themselves with excitement. Well, well, well. Can I have a milkshake, please? Can you have a milkshake? Of course, you can have a milkshake. You know what? Why don't we go down this milkshake stall? I'll get you a frosted chocolate milkshake. Oh, thank you. Sure, Alpha. hope that Mister Presenterman isn't a pedophile. <laughs> You've said it now. Um, <laughs> You can't, you can't take that you back. You can't take that back. <laughs> Sorry, yes, no <laughs> yeah, this uh, The dragonborn in the black suit says, yes, why don't you why don't you uh, go and get yourself a milkshake with the kid and I'll be about my business. I'm sure you are very good at keeping your arrangements and I I hope that you get you do that and good. All right, you strange-sounding yes. man. By a strange kid who I too have never met. <laughs> 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 Masters of deception. Uh, that's so funny. Oh god. Uh, sophisticated criminal elements. Can I use your D20? Yours sure. is better than mine. <laughs> it's working nicely. It's lucky, yes. Yeah. Um, Mine's pooey. Yes, no. Okay, you go off with Peter Piper to get a frosty chocolate milkshake. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good day for your character. You're killing it. I'm gonna get high, I'm gonna have a milkshake. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a Kill great day. Rat. I think I'm a bit damaged from that, but that's okay. Everyone's got damage. That's okay. Um character building. Mm, literally. So, hey! Hey! I made a joke about D and D. Mitochondria, you have Speaking of damage. One <laughs> speaking of damage. The crowned warrior, the wreath holder of the fighting pit. That I am. What are you doing to celebrate your victory? Are you perchance peckish or thirsty? Well, you know, I'll, uh, I don't know what it is, but there's uh, an inspiration. I'm, I'm really craving a milkshake. It's really weird. I mean, Dad's up there and he's, he's, he's cozying up with the higher beings and I, you know, I'm not I'm not up to it. I've still got all the adrenaline rushing through my veins. <laughs> you squire goes, yes, yes, my lady, I could I could go get you a milkshake. You wouldn't have to go anywhere. I could bring it right, right here. Oh, shall I get you? Shut up, you little toadie! Ah! <laughs> 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 Disgusting <laughs> little creatures that you are. Um, <laughs> the kobold sort of like flees and says, oh, that was a good, good milkshake up in the second ring. I'll, I'll, I'll polish the, your seat. I will, and you'll make it warm for me, but don't you touch nothing that I'm going to consume. Right, right, of course, of course. Yes, yes. I will, I will, I will wiggle my glutes upon your seat to keep it warm while you go out gone. You warm my seat then. Gets up and he starts just like, because of course his butt's like sort of half the size of yours. He's got to kind of really slide around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He's got really powerful thighs. <laughs> like he's like tiny, tiny, tiny. Insane hip flexes. A giant ass. <laughs> he's a juicy, juicy, juicy kobold. And he wears a pair of pants that says juicy, juicy. on the butt. Um, well, the House of Hard Fire is nothing if not liberal. Uh, off you go. You soon arrive in the second ring. People sort of go, hey, I'm mitochondria. And they clap you on the back. And sort of like folks are like, can I get you? Uh, they sort of like, can I get your autograph? Can I get your autograph? Oh, I you, punch you me, want to take punch a me, please, in the face. I want to yes. come in with a bruise. A bruise from the champion. <laughs> you know, I'll sign a couple of tits along the way. It's all good. Yeah. Yes, you soon arrive at a 
stall for frosty chocolate milkshakes. Two stalls down, the delicious, well, the sort of fading waft of fish casserole, having been more than truly worn out. Um, fish and milkshakes, that's not that's, that's yes. a great combination. Because the wind's coming down, you, you, smell the, you smell the milkshake, then you smell the fish. Then you smell the fish. All right, that's a good um, palate cleanser, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and as you arrive, uh, you see Peter Piper sort of shelling out a couple of silver pieces and handing a milkshake to a small... Uh, sort of westral halfling girl. But beautiful. You can tell she has an artist's soul. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yes, of course, Peter notices you instantly and goes, ah, my champion, my champion, please, would you like, I'm I'm actually getting milkshakes right now for this charming young homeless child that I've befriended. Would you you care to partake? Absolutely. Thank you very very much. Very good. He passes another silver piece across and the um, elven milkshake maid gives him a... um, Thing. He says, hey, this will bring all the boys to your yard. Oi, thank you very much. This hey. is beautiful. Not that I would actually I, swing that way, but that's would fine. Would I have boys in my yard? Um, well, I'm For sure. absolutely <laughs> different <laughs> reasons, I'm sure. You need a yard first. <laughs> do you have a yard? Where do you stay? Like, what's your story, kiddo? Oh, it's very long. I wouldn't want to bore you with it now. Oh, well, I suppose we are quite busy, quite busy. Cheers. Cheers to the champion and to random friends found along the way. I didn't even ask your name. He's just like, it's this homeless girl that I Yes, I, I was actually thinking about asking, but then I got distracted by the boys in the yard. <laughs> child, child. I'm, I'm Peter Piper. I, uh, I pick peppers on occasion. I have my mother picked peppers. I myself have never picked a pepper. I am. My hands are clean from spassiness. Uh, of course, this is Matacondria, the champion of the ring. Mm. Of course. What is your is. name, kiddo? I'm Elsie. I'm the person you want to know most in the world. It's like Cox and Eyebrows. Well, isn't she She's a precocious quite one? Quite a confident lass, oh. isn't she? I like her. Oh, ain't she good? Hello, lassie. So, what do you what do you think about the gladiators? What do you think? Well, if you think about it, it's a bit of an archaic concept, but I guess the people enjoy it, and if they enjoy it, well, that's something, isn't it? Oh, she's a well precocious lass. I like you. I like you. Well, come here. Come here. I'll put my arm around her and say, let's let's drink a... She's uh, crushed into the <laughs> 18 <Frosting>. strength. Boom! <laughs> like, push through the floorboard. <laughs> like, all you can see is the top of the milkshake. <laughs> That's all right. I'll leave your breathing room in between my arms, right? So I've wrapped my arms around your neck and I'm carrying you to where I can smell this delicious fish smell that looks... <laughs> looks perfect matching for the chocolate milkshake. Like it's a perfect accompaniment, I think. That's it. Uh, as the afternoon wears on, <laughs> Mrs. Mugwort, what are you doing to sort of recover from the uh, events of the afternoon? Um, well, I don't like to break down in public. Yeah. Any kind of any emotion that I have, I have privately. But also, I want to cover up the fact that I have no food anymore because the fucking rat and i had to give it away these yeah. assholes what so, have you done with the rat um i've put it in a special box yeah. uh, and i'm when i get home i'm going to skin it and mount it on my right room. on right on right on what kind of special box was it that you were bringing to the um so it was it's what had the know. fish in it ah, course, to keep yes. the, the, oh, yeah, the like smell contained of course, yeah, yeah so i'm just putting it Beautiful. in there wrapping a bit of cloth so it doesn't like get rat juices everywhere yeah. um and I'm kind of like sitting down with 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 a with a drink, and um, my uh, five or six children mm-hmm. are um, 
are cleaning up around me, but I'm, I'm, I'm really much supervising. So I'm like, no, no, Jeremiah, those knives go in that box. And Abigail, you really have to make sure that's clean before it gets packed away. Mm-hmm. Or like, just do it all properly now. So we don't have to do it when we get home. Uh, I see sort of directing that you hear a voice. Oh, my, it seems they might be packing up the famous Ms. Mugwort out of pies on Festival Day of all times. There's no way. I know this woman. This woman is gorgeous. All right. She's always got a pie ready for me at the end of any time she and my mum go way back i understand you you have to taste these pies she's got a, a couple of squirreled back in there one back time there. i ate a crumb well let's let's fix that for you i'll give you i'll give you two crumbs from a pie has it uh, yes this would be wonderful so, 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 so i stand up and i, I come out and i and i greet them because obviously i i know mitochondria i've None for many years. How are you going, Mrs. Mugwort? Hi, oh, I'm very well, thank you. Congratulations on winning. I knew you'd do it. You've always had a great left hook. I'm really glad that I did, because honestly, I didn't know how I was going to face my father if I didn't. Oh, he would still, he would still love you, no matter what. Trust me. No matter how useless my children are, I still love them. Ah, uh, this, uh, you're a mighty woman. You're a mighty woman. It would be nice to have you as a mother, I think. Oh, don't say that. Your your mother's. She's a bit distant, but she, her heart's in the right place. Aye, she's also half-dragon, so that doesn't help. No, it does make her difficult to hug. Hmm. At least you guys have a mother. Right. Single tear. Um, single tear. Who, who are you, wasteful child? I'm Elsie. I, 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 I assume I should possibly introduce you. This is a street rat that I've managed to cuddle along the way. And uh, I thought uh, maybe I'd introduce you to your partner. What's happened here? Is it just too popular? Yeah. Where it's gotten around. Lord... Sir Thick Boy came around. You know how he likes his oh, his treats. Ate me out of house and home, but I will... Now, Carolyn, I'll interject here. So as a cook, as a magic cook, you have your special cook's bag, which oh, has some yeah. of your staples. I believe you get to prepare up to your constitution modifier in morsels every day. And so you've given one of your sugar crystal desserts uh, away already, but to my mind, that leaves four morsels uh, remaining. So, uh, yes, you're sort of commiserating the sold-outness of your pie. I've, I've got no pies left, but I do I do have a few in, in my special bag. I do have a few little treats that I was um, going to share with my family, but since they, um, they all let me down today. <laughs> all the doors downcast. <laughs> Particularly you, Jeremiah. <laughs> and you, Jimothy. <laughs> the rest of you were okay, but... Yay. You still let me down. Mm. Oh. You're just less disappointing. I elbow my uh, new friends in the ribs as, yeah. you know, with that clunky armour of mine. See, I told you she'd have some spares for me. She always has some spares for me. So I have some beautiful smoky chops for you and some herbal grey tea. Well, so, you're, you're just my favourite person right now. Thank you very much. Um, the smoky chops will make you feel a little bit warm, but that's that's Okay. That's what they're meant to do. And the herbal, I find the herbal gratis is just beautiful for just calming you down and soothing your mind at the end of a long day. Beautiful. Nom, oh, nom, nom. You know I love me some tea. Susan. Yes, ma'am. Bill, serve, serve your food to, to my friends. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Give you little morsels out. Um, I believe the herbal grey tea actually gives you some like advantages on wisdom checks. So it's constitution saving throws, intelligence yeah. checks and wisdom checks. And the smoky chops 
you gain resistance to cold damage and immunity to the poisoned condition for 10 minutes. That's pretty good. Very pretty good. Cool. So, um, cool. So as I eat this pie, um, I'm having a look around the shop. Yeah. And, you know, this something's a little bit off kilter. Yeah. Says something's a bit strange because um, suddenly I think my um, my my wisdom and intelligence checks have been suddenly increased a little bit and something looks a little bit odd around here. Um, sure, I'll tell you what, make a perception check with advantage or an investigation if that's better for you. That's a uh, natural that's a nine. nine. But you have advantage so you can make a second roll. Let's do that. <laughs> Three. So, as I was saying, nine. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Um, yes, uh... So do I notice anything particularly off about this um, strange place? It's certainly, uh, I'll say, a, uh, only a nine. You haven't got, like, tremendous wisdom. I've got terrible um, wisdom. You're in a and tent. No pr- and yes. you don't think you have proficiency in, in perception, right? No, no perception. So on a straight-up nine, I mean, like, it's definitely, you're in a, you're in the sort of afterglow of, um, it's much more wrapped up in yourself to notice that much that's Always. going on in uh, <laughs> anybody else's life. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what. Oh, and the gnome even gets a three. Uh, Piper has no idea. Like, it's cool. This is um, definitely a normal place. Yeah, this is pretty cool. cool. I mean, it's it's odd that it's so, you know, it's, it's so empty and that they gave away all their food. But um, but she saved me a morsel, so sure, I'm fine. she saved you a morsel. Nobody notices the little patch of rat's blood sort of mixed in with the sand on the ground. <laughs> it's completely under the radar. Oh, beautiful. Um, you guys enjoy your morsels. I even give a little bit of my food to the street rat. And in return, I give a little bit of hash brownie. Nice. And we all get high together. (laughs) Do I get high? (laughs) Yes. Unfortunately, we'll have advantage on your constitution saves because of the herbal grey tea. So We don't feel a thing. Well, no, on the plus side, it just means that you resist the downsides. Uh, hey. Excellent. Um, and benefit from the upsides. Um, Piper says, tell you what, this little fine group uh, would like to invite you all to the after feast party at my abode on the uh, uh, southwest side. I don't know if you get up there much. It's obviously the other peak from yours, Matakanja. I hope you don't, I hope your father won't mind if you come to a uh, to a gnome's party of an evening. Well, I think I'm probably in a, a pretty good position with my father right now. I don't think he'd uh, complain if I parted just a little bit. Very nice, very nice, very nice. Let us go, let can us I, go. Can I interject before we go oh, yes, to this yes, gnome raver? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, I'm assuming from my character that I'm enough of a control freak that I wouldn't be comfortable with my children packing up my own till. <laughs> yes, yes, Can yes. I roll to, for perception to see if I notice a big honking book in my till? <laughs> Strange book. All right, make a perception check. Can I use your one? Yeah. My one doesn't like me. <laughs> she doesn't she like does, the red dice. She's very superstitious. Tell me you get a one. Superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> You're only magic for me, little dice <laughs> I notice no- nothing. Oh, it's yeah. a till. It's a There's money it's, in it. It's funny in shows well, when they do that. Like, you're like, will they? Oh no, gotta oh, wait for next week. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> See what happens next week. Uh, it's um, it's not good for my character, but it's better for the story. That's it. Um, Abigail's there, sort of like counting everything up and putting it up, and you sort of give a cursory glance. Abigail, is everything all right? She's having been the child who let you down the least today. You do not thoroughly double check. It's like, uh, oh, Abig- Abigail's fine. She knows what she's doing. Um, very good. You retire. As the evening wears on to this gnome's... uh, Rave. Rave. (laughs) It's quite a nice... It's a beautiful 
uh, large house with many a, a wondrous guest. Is it proportionate to his size? Um, Can he reach everything in his own house? Or is he like, this is my to- toilet. I have a, a staircase next to it. Um, well, so, so the very uh, upper ring on the south face is um, is actually sort of generally lived in by gnomes. The gnomes sort of represent the sort of upper class uh, of the south side in the way that the dragonborn represent the upper class of the north side. So everything is like kind of like built in double proportions. You know, it's got like the, the small door, big door inset. Um, and there's little sort of steps on everything and little areas which are like specifically gnomish built and like entertaining areas which are much bigger and there's sort of like... That would suck uh, if you were at the party and you were like, oh, the people's size toilet is, is full, but a huge line. Like, oh, do <laughs> yeah. I try and poo in the really little <laughs> toilet? What if I clog it? Like, Yeah, the halflings and gnomes are an advantage. Depends how much fish pie I've had, I guess. Oh, I'm really tons. sore back at the end of the day after crouching for everything in the house because everything is tiny. Well, again, a lot of the stuff for the guests is normal sized. Okay. Um, yeah, so you, your back's only hurting if you're snooping. Oh, well. There's little like ingenious chairs with like where the back kind of folds out into an extra sort of like le- level up of the chair. So you can sort of like step up and like fold out so they can sit on a level. Do they have the like little people. pulley systems and things like that? Absolutely. You like press a little thing, it's like. Little like a button I press and like a little. Like, uh, like trebuchet of cheese just goes boop, perfectly like right I think the houses in general should have more flying foxes and slides. Absolutely. There's definitely slides. There's like a, a nice sort of pool looking over the terrace sort of uh, out onto the lake as the sun sets. Um, everyone gathers and has a good time. Uh, roll to have a good time. Roll to have a good time. How good of a time is everyone? So can you please all uh, to set up, <laughs> set up just how time. fucked up you are for the next session. <laughs> um, I, it, was, it was a big baggie yeah. of weed. <laughs> so a, it really was. Uh, wisdom saving, uh, oh, a wisdom screwed. check with advantage just to sort of like determine how uh, perceptively high Ten. you are. 11. 11. With advantage? Do, we do yep. it twice? Um, yeah. Mine's 11 with so advantage. Six. Do I add any of my modifiers now? Um, it's a wisdom check, so you can add your wisdom modifier. Okay, so. Uh, and a saving throw. I'm 14. 11. I'm 11. Nice. So mitochondria got 11. 11. Elsie uh, ah. got 11, 11 as well. I'm 14 with my modifier. And then the constitution saving throw, um, which you also have advantage on. 3. 3. 12 plus 5, so... 17. Nice. I got 3 and 12 plus 0. <laughs> uh, so 19. 12 for Elsie. This isn't my first gnome rate. 19. <laughs> and you got a 12, but you have a plus 5? Yeah. And so I believe you're proficient in con saves. So you actually even get your proficiency, which is plus 7 in total. Yes. Um. So mad. Um. So you guys are holding... You're holding your uh, your imbibements and you're not getting sort of too paranoid and freaked out and you're very sort of air fairy woo! Beautiful. Just listen to the opening theme to the Vikings. That's it. And... Everyone's sort of having a good time. It's all great. Suddenly there is a big bang as these double doors to the sort of like main hall where everyone's hanging out are flung it's, it's open. It's the orc you beat the shit out of. And Timothy walks in in a violet robe flanked by Timothy. rat men. <laughs> a whole like 20-something like oh, rat I didn't dudes know that the rat was in the into take. the room and go, oh, looks like the party's just getting started. I'm gonna... I'm going to beat the shit out of your brother. He's pissed me oh, off. Are we still going? Uh, we that's finishing. our session. Beautiful. I'm going to put my foot up your brother's ass. <laughs> like right up there. Like he'll be hissing designer leather. I'm instantly very conflicted right Catch now. Catch ups next time to see if any feet go up any ass. See how many feet get up any asses. <laughs> this has been Cerulea episode one. I'm your dungeon master, Damien Ashcroft. Ashley Belletchenden. Say my last name. I'll just say Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Carolina. Elizabeth Savage. And... 
please join us next week to find out just how many feet go up, just how many asses. I hope it's three. I hope it's both foot, the same all feet. Thank you so much for listening to Surrealia episode one. Please do us the favor of your opinion in writing a review. As a grassroots podcast, we haven't got the advertising budget, so we're really relying on word of mouth and your encouraging words. So tell your friends, tell your pets, tell anybody who'll listen. Remember, we have our Instagram and our Patreon, both at Surrealia Podcast. That's S-U-R-R-E-A-L-I-A, where you can find additional and exclusive material for the show. And uh, stick around for the next episode. This is Damien Ashcroft signing off.